Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Toddcast Show. My name is Todd Mira, your host, and I'm so excited to set out on this podcast journey with all of you. You can catch new episodes on Wednesday mornings at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, and for playback anytime on your computer or your smart device via our website at toddcastshow.com. That's toddcastshow.com. We're still adding the show to directories, and soon you'll be able to tune in via your favorite podcasting platform, including places like iTunes, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and others. So tune in for that, and be sure to stay tuned for updates. My intention was to have a call for you tonight, but it's taking a little longer to iron out than I planned. But since it's a podcast, I suppose as long as I talk about something interesting, we're going to be good to go. So let's give it a shot. Unfortunately, I found out it's harder to get strangers on the phone, but I'm working on that and not to worry. I found a way to make it happen and look forward to sharing that with you soon. I believe it'll be next week, uh, so stay tuned for that. But for tonight's episode... I'd like to talk about things in life that are going on currently. There are many issues happening which warrant our attention, and it's important we discuss these things. There's a lot going on. Um, things like uh, the pandemic, activism, climate change, immigration, nuclear weapons, education, elections, race, religion. Fake news, real news, human rights, gun control, the list goes on. There are a lot of things to think about these days, and it's important to talk about them. So we'll dive into a little bit of that. And, uh, you know, we never really know what we're seeing on television. And thanks to social media, we have regular people sharing insightful and meaningful experiences that we would never otherwise know about. So we're very thankful for that. Um, and through talking together and helping one another in times of crisis, as well as just being there to lend a hand in normal times, we hold the power of unity, which provides hope, security, and comfort, to name a few. And those are the things that I'd like to focus on today. Uh, starting with the pink elephant in the room, I guess, uh, would be COVID. Uh, the pandemic that we've been experiencing the last couple of years has been quite eye-opening. I happen to have a couple of personal stories about that, including getting sick with the disease before it was popular. Um, that was weird. Uh, so before the word COVID ever existed, and before I'd ever heard it, I got sick for 11 days. It was really more like two weeks, but I recall 11 days on the couch, like just wiped out. Oh my gosh. And I've been sick plenty of times in my life, so I didn't really think too much of it until I realized that like something just was not right. It just, I couldn't put my finger on it. It was a really strange feeling. For those that have had it, perhaps it's the same. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing it's different for different people, and thank God I didn't die, but it was 
kind of like having, uh, if you were a car, you know, having all the fluids drained out of your faculties and somebody put a battery that belongs to a motorcycle in your car. Um, nothing works right. You know, you can't move. Your brain isn't functioning right. There's no energy. Um, you're just certainly not going anywhere. And, uh, yeah, it's just better to stay at home. <laughs> but for me, it was, uh, it was quite an experience. Um, you know, I've been really sick. I've had pneumonia before. Uh, just a quick aside. Um, a long time ago, I had a friend, a really good friend. I'm sorry I lost touch with, actually. And uh, he had this little gizmo called the Rife Machine. R-I-F, like Frank E. And it was created by this guy named Royal Rife. R-I-F-E. Kind of a, like, rifle without the L. Royal Rife. And uh, you can look it up. He uh, published a book called The Cancer Cure That Worked. And very interesting uh, back in my earlier years, uh, I used to hang out with these guys and their family, and they had this little machine, and it was a Rife machine. And uh, one day, <laughs> we decided to play with it, and it's a frequency response generator thing with electromagnetic energy that is designed to eradicate disease cells from your body. So we did like a full cleanse cycle, which was a big mistake. And uh, sure enough, it disrupted uh, both of our cells. I ended up in the hospital, and my friend managed to survive at home. But we both uh, ended up with pneumonia, and it was pretty gnarly. Um, the point of it is, I guess, that um, at least for me, the first time I ever really thought about the possibility of how the human body can be manipulated you know, scientifically, biologically, at the cellular level, whatever. Um, that really never occurred to me. You know, it wasn't on my mind, of course, but this machine sure woke me up because it did something. And so I looked into it and found out that, sure enough, this uh, interesting guy, Royal Rife, who was once a government scientist, uh, developed a microscope that can see things like a hundred times more powerfully than our electron microscope. That's supposed to be kind of a big deal, right? And uh, so he was able to identify disease cells while they were still living in the body. And through that process of identification, he was able to label them somehow with a dye. And so he would label different types of ailments or diseases with a dye. And then he had this electromagnetic frequency gizmo that he would sweep the frequency spectrum until the disease cell that he was looking at still living in the body uh, was shattered and that's pretty amazing so he was able to shatter disease cells like cancer there's a book called the cancer cure that worked you should definitely check that out especially if you have a loved one or you have cancer yourself I have skin cancer um, I try to be careful, but, you know, God bless you if you have pancreatic cancer or something like that. It'll make you mad to find out there might just be a cure for it that they've known about since the uh, 60s. I think it was in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, so 
the point of it is, is that there's more to our bodies than meets the eye. And uh, it's interesting when you think about it, it's good to think about it. On my website, toddcastshow.com, you'll find in my blog, I write about different things. And I'm going to continue to add to that each week. And uh, one of the things I uh, wrote about was the water experiment. And the water experiment, you should go read that article and look into it on Google and YouTube. It's very interesting. Uh, gentlemen flash froze samples of water that had directed energy from human emotion that captured different types of reactions in the water. And through flash freezing, it was able to, you know, solidify what was going on dynamically. So he was able to record these things and there's proof that negative thinking and emotions cause, you know, what would be considered ugly and let's say shapeless and something distasteful and yucky. Uh, whereas positive would be amazing and like, wow, a snowflake and what perfect symmetry and amazing shapes and uh, mind-bogglingly complex. Um, the spectrum is there. And so tying in the different pieces of information is what becomes interesting. So if they had a device that can manipulate our cells electromagnetically back in the 60s and in modern times they've discovered that water holds energy and matter does store energy and we can influence um, our own cells and even other people's bodies and physical you know realities let's say uh, through our energy that we put out it's really quite fascinating I'm guessing the CIA might know an awful lot more about this than I do <laughs> I'm sure they do but um, the point of it is getting back to the pandemic you know, if indeed uh, there are different perspectives, you know, if indeed that was a man-made intentional act, um, you know, that's some pretty amazing science behind that. And looking at the vaccine and the different things that have come along since then, a skeptical mind might guess that there could be something amiss here. And nefarious happening someone that believes everything that they hear uh, can turn on any number of news channels and you know hear that everything's great while there's really thousands of people dying um, it's really quite troubling to see this and I wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's not over yet unfortunately I wish it was uh, today is July the 13th 2022 and uh, COVID's been with us now a couple of years. Um, other than getting sick from it, I had a chance to work in a call center environment from home where I was calling people in New York when uh, the testing was getting all set up in New York City. Um, I was one of the people that was, you know, quite frankly, I felt blessed to be able to do it. I called people around New York City and set up their appointments and talked to them about COVID. And, um, and it's something that I will never forget, um, the people of New York. And I've lived in upstate before. I lived in a very small town. It was a miserable experience with an absolutely miserable person. Um, and I've been in the city 
but I wished I found these people when I was there because I would have enjoyed it a lot more. The thing that I found with the people of New York, which really stuck with me, was their heart for their neighbors. And, you know, I talked to people that live in buildings and, you know, places that are all kind of stuck together. And, you know, there might be 500 people in a building and your neighbors right next door and on the other side and across the way. And, over there and over there and over there and above and below and there's neighbors everywhere but for being such a populated place um, the thing that I got the most there is one answer that I kept getting the most when people would say no and that was part of my re, you know reason for calling is of course to overcome their objection and get them to the testing center and every person that I asked why why did you say no they all said the same thing, and that was that they didn't want to take it away from someone else who might need it more than they do. And wow, that was really cool. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of thought that I would like to think a lot of people hold. I believe that a lot more people hold those types of values towards others than, you know, the horrible things that are going on in our communities with crime and violence and all that. But Getting back to COVID, um, I talk to people every day on the phone and, uh, you know, I have an opportunity to learn different people's perspectives and I watch a lot of YouTube and different social media platforms, uh, never Twitter, don't like Twitter, um, but there's a lot of places where you can get videos and stories and things that are really interesting and I don't believe they're fabricated. You know, there's places where you can still find truth if you, uh, you know, care to look for it and uh, exercise some common discernment. But COVID, there's two different sides of the argument. There's one that says that it's totally natural and, you know, there's nothing fishy about it. And, uh, oh, geez, you know, what are we going to do? Let's just uh, follow everything that our great leaders tell us to do, you know, which is kind of what they do in North Korea. You know, whatever the great leader says, you're going to do it. But there, though, they'll kill you if you don't do it. Uh, here, thankfully, it hasn't quite gotten that bad yet. Uh, let's hope it never does. Uh, but COVID has become a uh, very interesting mechanism of control in society. And that is worth talking about. Uh, we've all been impacted by it in some way or another whether it be delays in shipping or inavailability of products and different things that, you know, we might take for granted sometimes, to having to deal with mask wearing and angry glares if you're not wearing a mask, um, you know, to social distancing rules and regulations and things like that. Um, it's a lot to dance around. It really is, especially for children. Imagine what the kids are thinking um, wow. Yeah, I just don't get it. Uh, I'm glad they've loosened that up, but there are still some places that are pretty tight about that mask thing. And, you know, that's cool. Um, I respect it. I think that's fine if you want to do that. But, you know, it should be another person's choice if it's not illegal. Um, it's not really up to us to police anyone else. You know what I mean? Like, we have to hope that people aren't going to catch COVID, walk outside and spread it without a mask because that would just be plain stupid. 
another article I'll refer you to in that case is Bonhoeffer's Theory of Stupidity. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, there's another one for you at ToddCastShow.com. A uh, great article that really talks a bit about how people become stupid and how it is um, not as much an intentional thing, but a, a moral issue that, uh, you know, needs to be addressed and it can be corrected. So hopefully as fast as people got crazy, they'll turn back into not crazy people. We shall see. But for now, um, where I live in central Arizona, it's very pleasant and uh, the COVID scene, let's call it, is very minimal. You see people with masks every now and then. Um, I always get a giggle when they're driving down the highway in their car wearing a mask. I'd really like to find out what that's about. Uh, if anyone knows, could they please leave a comment? I would like to know why you would wear a mask driving in a car on a highway or even on a roadway. Um, just curious. I'm just wondering what the mindset is and, you know, how much you might know about science and things like that, you know. Um, the other thing I guess we should laugh at and probably make fun of because it's worth it are those little plastic, I guess they're made of, um, you know, uh, plexiglass or whatever, but everywhere you go, they've got these little plexiglass pieces of separation. You know, it's just a big, you know, five foot wide by three foot tall piece of plexiglass just hanging there. There's nothing on the sides of it. There's nothing on the top of it. There's nothing below it. It's just hanging there. And uh, the sign that I see every day when I go, or every day I do go, is, uh, you know, uh, protection for your safety or something like that. <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, hold on a moment, people. Like, let's just back up a moment for just a moment and remember what we learned about how germs spread as children. Um, did we forget how that works? It gets in the air. Doesn't really know about that plexiglass rule. Although, in certain parts of the country, like California, if they just put up more signs, you know, perhaps the germs would stop spreading. Um, with signs, you can eliminate all kinds of crimes, right? <laughs> you just put up a sign and the germs will just fall right down on the ground. That'll be the end of them. Wish it was that easy, but anyway, until the world gets back to normal, um, I know uh, of people that have had the vaccine and people that have not had the vaccine and people who feel strongly either way and some that just don't care, you know. And uh, that's an interesting subject uh, to be very interested in hearing more about from you in comments or in future calls. I'd like to find out your perspective and what types of things have changed in your life due to COVID and the pandemic. So enough of that. We've had enough of that. And definitely, uh, I'm hoping, and I'm sure you all are too, that we can get to a place where there's no rampant diseases trying to kill us all as we go about our normal lives. So that brings us to activism. 
Another subject that uh, I found really interesting lately is activism. Some more qualified than others, perhaps. Uh, activism is not terrorism, and activism is not intimidation or forcefulness of viewpoint or opinion. Activism is supposed to be a representation of a, a viewpoint and providing sound evidence of that viewpoint and justifying your arguments. So if you're an activist and you go out and turn on your activism charm and uh, repertoire, then ideally you're going to be a person who's friendly and you know, cordial and easy to talk to because that's the person that's going to be able to have a rational intellectual discussion of both sides. And instead, what we've been seeing is a lot of what they call activism that really results in forcefulness, violence, intimidation. Uh, some of it ends up uh, turning into crime. Of course, all those things are terrible, but, uh, you know, what good does that do? Uh, that's really the question I ask. Where is it that someone thinks that being forceful, pushy, and mean is going to convince anyone of your viewpoint? You know, seriously, that's stuff we stop doing as children because as we mature through life, starting at the very early part of life, straight out of the womb, day one, we develop uh, viewpoints in the world and beliefs based on our surroundings and the way that we're loved early on in life. Uh, they say that the first three years of life determine the overall uh, disposition of a human being. So depending upon how those first three years were spent, maybe that has something to do with the deep-seated thoughts and beliefs that some of these people hold without evidence of their own viewpoints. And that's what's really fascinating to me. Um, glad I don't live in the city because I certainly wouldn't want to deal with it all the time. I really feel for those of you that do experience this, you know, these people running around on the streets and hitting each other and the guys with the black, you know, clothes that are doing bad things and running away, uh, you know who they are. Starts with an A. Um, not even going to dignify them with a word. Those kind of things are just ridiculous. And it's become so widespread and less isolated that it is something that... Uh, you know, we should probably start thinking about just being concerned about safety and the preservation of community resources and, you know, sanctity within communities that are currently safe. Uh, there's a lot of places that um, used to be great that just aren't anymore. And uh, I'd like to see the activists tackle some of that, you know, and it's really sad when you think about it, um, more people want to give to the Ukraine or to hungry kids in Africa, which I'm totally for. That's a wonderful idea. 
but they look right past the people right on their own street or down the road or by the liquor store or on the highway or whatever of homeless people that need help right in their own neighborhoods. That to me is really interesting. And I wonder about that a lot. Um, you know, and I'm sure that a lot of you have heart and will stop to help someone if it's uh, something you feel is the right thing to do. And that's really the best time to do it. Um, you know, these days you've got to watch out too for crime. You know, one person taps you and wants help and when you turn around to talk to him, the other person clobbers you in the head and steals your iPhone. Darn it. Um, so you have to be careful. But there are times when, you know, you want to help someone. You know, where are the activists talking about that? You know, it, it's really a terrible thing to be hungry. I've been hungry and more than once in my life. And I mean really hungry. More than a few days, more than a few weeks. And it sucks. And there's nothing worse. It throws off everything. It doesn't... It's just not good. And so hunger is not something we should even have to worry about. There's no shortage of food. There are attacks, intentional attacks of food processing plants and farmers and, you know, weird seeds being sent from China. Don't plant those. Don't do that because they're not meant to, you know, grow a really nifty pot plant that you're going to smoke and be happy with. It's meant to throw off our ecological and agricultural system. So if you've ever heard about that, uh, if you haven't heard about it, then you should probably look it up. The Chinese mystery seeds. That is another crazy thing, you know, that's been going on. So, you know, we've just talked about two topics here. Um, the pandemic and activism in limited capacity. And those two things are really prevalent in today's society, which is why I wanted to bring them up. Uh, there's something that I think we all think about and some don't want to talk about, but I think it's okay to talk about it as long as you don't get political. Uh, see how nice and calm I am? Like, uh, this doesn't bother me a bit talking about it. And I'd like to have a discussion with somebody from an opposing viewpoint and uh, hopefully enjoy the same tenor and tone in the conversation. Uh, and that's really what this is about. So um, today was kind of an impromptu, you know, shoot from the hip uh, experience. Again, it's a new show for me. I've never done this before. I'm a brand new podcaster. And honestly, I'm really excited about it. But I've been spending a lot more time building my website and doing things like that. Uh, I had to do some trial and error with my podcast hosting platform. I chose one that um, didn't work out so good. Uh, and I found another one that I really like. So, yay. And it's free. So, who knew, right? If you want to create your own podcast, I would be more than happy to share that with you. And you can send me a message at toddcastshow.com. And I'd be more than happy to share uh, 
the company that I'm using for my podcast needs. And it's free. Did I mention it's free? Uh, Oh, it's free, by the way. So that's my favorite part. I'm not an affiliate or anything. I'll have to look and see if there's a way to become one. Um, But the reality is that I've just um, been busy doing things like that. And uh, on a side note, I'm just wrapping up a project that I've been working on now for several months. A uh, motorcycle that uh, I'm really, really looking forward to riding. It's almost time. Uh, I've got to just finish the front brakes. And um, I'm on the road, baby. And I've been waiting for a long time. It's a big daddy motorcycle. And not a street fast rider, but a cruiser. And uh, it's going to be great. So you'll hear more about that soon. And I'm guessing at some point I'll probably record a uh, motorcycle riding podcast because that seems pretty cool and I've watched a few of those. Uh, So as soon as I'm competent enough to not crash and die on my first motorcycle podcast, I'll let you know and uh, we'll go out and have a ride together while we talk. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. This has been episode number two of the Toddcast show, and I really appreciate you being tuned in today and listening to me, your host, Todd Mira. I do thank you for tuning in each week as we drop a new episode on Wednesday nights at midnight, three o'clock a.m. Eastern time. For whatever the reason, that's when people like to download podcasts, so be it. But you don't have to do that. You can do it anytime you like by going to our website at toddcastshow.com. That's toddcastshow.com. And uh, you can listen to any episode there anytime you like on demand for free. So thank you again for tuning in to the second episode of the Toddcast Show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection. So follow the podcast on your preferred social media platform coming soon to keep up with everything I've got in store. Be sure to check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and to read Todd Mira's blog, Talking with Todd. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the ToddCast Show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. Thank you again. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you over on the next episode. Bye now.